0: Good day, good day. Uh, this is Daniel. This is the Daniel's Younger entry. and today we have a special guest. Uh, this person is um, a friend that I went to school with. We both studied economics, and, um, and now he's he went on to <laughs> now he went on to uh, further his studies. He's doing his honors. Um, as you know, I didn't go that route, but yeah, this
1: is Molefe. Okay. What's up, bro? What's up, man? Good morning, everyone. Yeah, as he has already mentioned my name. My name is Malefe Matosa. Yeah. I'm a former yeah. classmate Romeo.
0: Awesome. Um Molefe is um yeah, as I mentioned, Malefe is still studying. And so he should uh know enough to give us a little bit of input on whatever's going on in our country right now. So um all right all right um so we have a couple of things on our agenda um the first one is we need to speak about south africa's junk status right now uh south africa like as we all know uh in terms of debt, we are in a junk status um, but the thing is, we've been um, given this title, junk status, a couple of times now. So, and recently in March, we got the an, another title from um, another agency company, international agency, agency uh, Moody. That's the name of the agency, and they also have given us the junk status. So, <laughs> what, what, um, um, Malefa, what exactly does that mean? Like, what exactly does junk status mean? Like, does it have any
1: weight? Should we be worried? Like, what, what? Basically, a junk status. Yeah. Basic. Basically, it means that the, our country, our economy, it's is not attractive for investment. It's not a suitable yeah, yeah. investment destination. It goes back to the possibility of failing to pay the debt that we owe external external lenders.
0: Oh, okay.
1: It means that there's so a high possibility we... that we won't pay back the external loans.
0: So that means that all this time, some of the loans we've been taking out, we haven't been paying.
1: Yeah, so basically what the credit region Credit rating agency does they assess they make assess they overlook all the economic aspects of the country then they make a conclusion that okay due to this and this there's a, a slight deterioration in the possibility of of paying back the debt we owe so they assess it's like a bank a normal yeah. commercial banks what they does they assess a client possibility of repaying back the loans before they can grant another loan then also the credit rating agency what they does they indicate to to investors that if you ought to invest in this country there's a high risk and we all know a high risk is associated with high interest on the debt
0: yeah yeah okay i understand so basically i i can see how that uh, plays out negatively for the government.
1: Uh, for the government, yeah.
0: but yeah. So, but basically, how how does that affect you and I, me, everyone else, individuals in the country, basically just walking around? Okay, our country is in junk status. Okay, how does that directly affect us?
1: How does it directly affect a normal citizen? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In simple terms, I can say. Well, yeah. In simple terms, I can say there's a a country's rating, a country's rating for the government. Then there's a country's rating for the corporate. Yeah. You get what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I understand.
1: So normally, if the government rating it's is downgraded, basically the corporate. Rating also will be downgraded, but normally they don't talk about the corporate rating, right? So you know, in, in overall, it will mean that the cost the cost of borrowing will increase for the corporate also, and when the cost of borrowing increases, corporate will have a high a high cost of production. Like when they finance their their loans, when they finance their investment plans, normally they obtain funds from. From borrowing, either domestically or internationally. So the cost of borrowing will be, will have a negative impact on the operation of the business, and this could lead to retrenchment or workers. I think yeah, Yeah. business can resort to retrenchment just to, just to keep up the cost of production.
0: Yeah. So meaning that if if, if now these uh, companies start retrenching people, people become unemployed. unemployed. And if, if people become unemployed, you know, it's just it's, it's poverty, to save the yeah. least.
1: There's a lot of socioeconomic issues associated with unemployment.
0: Yeah. So now um, I looked at our uh, national debt or international debt, and uh, we're currently rolling around the three trillion rand mark, uh converted to US dollars, it's about two hundred and twenty-eight billion dollars. Um, and obviously, obviously, someone looking at that, you know, the the clock that you can find on the internet, um, it, it it displays that figure. But people, when people look at that figure, they might be like, "Oh no, that's actually really, really, really bad." But I also looked at the United States figure, and it's. Rolling around twenty-six trillion dollars, as I mentioned, is at three three trillion uh, um, U.S. dollars. So, but I can understand that the United States is a, mu- a much bigger economy than South Africa. But twenty-six trillion, aren't we kind of like on the same level? Like, should we should we be worried more than the United States in that in that aspect?
1: As we've noted that. The, the United States is—it's more advanced than us. It goes back to the production capacity of a country.
0: Yeah.
1: So, so, South Africa is not really self-sufficient country, and also with regard to the United States, they have a universal currency.
0: Yeah.
1: So it, its a very—it's a very much debatable issue. Or why do we have countries like China, Japan, who? which have a, a debt ratio to GDP, it's above 300%, percent. yeah, it's 300%. So while South Africa is debt to GDP, it's around 60 and between 60 and 70%, which is projected to be. So yeah. it goes back to the production capacity of a country. Do we produce enough to service that debt? So, hence, yeah. South Africa is not that advanced, industrialized country. So, we cannot have that level of debt.
0: Yeah, That's for such an advanced country.
1: Yeah, that that could lead to a financial stability, pressure. it could affect the financial stability of the country, where, like, the currency just yeah. go on a free fall.
0: Okay, um... Yeah, I I I I understand. I understand. It's all about how it is is a country self sufficient enough to actually
1: yes. cover, cover. We cannot go um, like we cannot borrow beyond that. It's too risky.
0: Yeah. So with that being said, we recently got have uh, gone into um uh lockdown, and uh the our uh, the South African government spent about five hundred billion. Well, that that all it that all disappeared. No one really knows where where that went. Um, but we also took more debt. We took seventy billion uh, rand uh, in debt again. So so now I I'm very confused. Like we're already a struggling country. We 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 are we're labeled We are labeled because of the debt. Our debt uh we don't seem to be paying back our debts and yet we are taking even more debt um i could understand that the debt was to cover some of the needs of the country because we're in lockdown and etc but uh, it was just overwhelming to think about that but yeah moving on um do you think uh we should just pay off this debt like um i remember in class in second year our teacher uh our second year teacher said that maybe it should be better our economic second year teacher, just to put that out a lot, there? yeah said, yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah said he said that we should just maybe we should just pay off this debt and just struggle as a country, and if we don't have enough money to um do other things in our country and provide for our people, then let's just suffer once instead of um having this burden right and having um having to pay off interest on this debt because that's also another thing and another topic in general. Um, what would you think? Should we just pay off the debt and struggle or should we just, you know, painfully, but progressively just
1: continue doing what we're doing now? Oh, I remember even further to say, you went further to say that how about like for a year we don't pay out social grants. We don't increase, government workers' salaries, those kind of things, so that we can at least just try to pay the debt. Yeah. So from my understanding, I don't think it's possible, like just so that we can suffer for a year. The only reasonable thing to do is to have a, a solid debt management strategies or policies so that we could prioritize our physicals for repaying the debt efficiently and before they could default i I'm not sure if you understand what I'm saying
0: um well, we are communicating over the internet, so some of the things you're saying are uh, is or are a bit hard to hear, but uh
1: okay okay um, yeah, let me um, rephrase I'm
0: <laughs> yeah rephrase.
1: What I'm basically saying is that we cannot just suffer like a whole year just so that we can pay debt. But yeah. the only thing, the only reasonable thing to do is to balance the, the livelihood and the debt repayment through the, a solid debt management strategy.
0: Okay. So you're imposing that uh, the country should mm.
1: create a, 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 or come up with a, another plan yeah, and also, by our constitution, I'm not sure if the is the National Revenue Act. One of the discharge of the National Revenue Fund is the repayment of the debt before we could allocate anything to the national budget. We to allocate for the debt, one of the discharge in the clauses of the constitution, in the National Revenue Fund, is to prioritize the payment of a debt. Okay. So... so- we have to strike a balance between the livelihood of people. You know, people in South Africa mostly depend on the social grant, and we have we have a a wide social social grant system. And also, they are introducing the basic the universal basic income now, so it's too broad. So a lot of people will be affected if we we say we should just pay the debt once off. And yeah, one year it's, it, just, it's, it's a lot of it's a long time it's a lo-
0: it's, it's not doable. It's just too- yeah yeah I, and I, it's not I,
1: I, and it's not it's not economically sound in a sense that if we say we don't pay people social grant that would that that could affect the aggregate demand of the economy the an economy strive on on spending and demand. So that could restrain the demand on the economy and that could lead to unemployment also. And obviously low output. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, no, uh, I, I, I I, understand. I understand what you're saying. I understand. So basically from your point of view it's just it's just, it's, it's probably going to be a disaster. It's not doable. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. So basically we should just think, with whatever we're doing now, which is probably not
1: feasible. Yeah, the the debt is a burden for the current generation and will be a burden for the future generation also. So, but we should we should promote a balance between the two.
0: All right. Um, I want to move on over to inflation.
1: Um, inflation.
0: So, yeah. So now inflation now we have a target in south africa we have a target our target is to six percent right now and that's that's the inflation rate that we want to have at all times uh so now with that being said um inflation was actually our inflation rate was cool uh between well throughout 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 um, until around twenty eighteen, when we hit six four point six two percent. Now, that's uh, it's still within the target. And then going over to. No, no, no. Sorry, may I just rephrase? Um, in twenty seventeen is when we hit five point two seven percent, which is a little bit high. We're still within the range, but it is a bit high. And um, going on just before twenty uh twenty twenty eighteen we had six point three four percent which is actually out of the range and then we came back down in twenty eighteen to four point six two percent sorry um, uh i said uh, that in twenty eighteen we came back down to four point six two percent inflation our inflation rate and then um in twenty nineteen we went to four percent right and then the beginning of 2020, uh, it was uh, floating around there, around 3%. And then the beginning of the lockdown strikes. Um, and then our inflation rate goes down. It drops tremendously down to 2.2%. Now, that's a huge drop totally with, with, uh, out of the target. And it's a drop of inflation. Can you just explain exactly what effect does that have on
1: our economy? Uh, So, basically, from the trend analysis we are making, we could say that we have a situation of deflation in the country. Yes, it's deflation. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's, it's deflation. So, and there's a Inflation is characterized in two ways. It could be demand pool and cost push. So there's one specifically that is of interest in in South Africa and which the Reserve Bank controls is the demand pool. Demand pool inflation. So when we have less demand, and we all know during the lockdown, a lot of services were restricted. A lot of goods were were prohibited to be sold. So that affected the demand. Yeah. So that's why one of, that that could be one of the reasons that attributed to the the significant decline in inflation during mm-hmm. the initial lockdown. Yeah. Because it it constrained the, the demand of good of goods and services. But uh yeah and also the inflation is it's recorded on a monthly basis so every every month they release data okay this happened It's not an annualized thing but you can do it in average but it's monthly released by the statistics south africa
0: yeah so, uh, because uh when when uh the lockdown restrictions were lifted slowly but surely uh yeah. we uh, our inflation started to climb back up uh and um
1: currently yeah that's we, why now it's in the range
0: yeah now it's in the range yeah, yeah. so i just wanted to understand how how, ex- how how exactly does that drop in inflation affect people does it does it really have an effect on people i know the prices prices might drop um which could be you know good for consumers but obviously uh, the lockdown was uh Tremendously difficult for companies, uh, for companies to survive, and a lot of people were retrenched as well. But does that, the is there any, or do you think there was any other uh, effect that people faced because of deflation?
1: Yeah, there there could be evidence that the deflation has disrupted the economy, or also the deflation could could be used as an indicator that okay now we have deflation, this is an indication that things are not looking good in the economy. For yeah. example, let's say now we have, we have a deflation or we experienced deflation in the previous month. You say. So this to a normal, ordinary person could mean, or I could explain it in this way. When there's a deflation, prices, general prices decline. And when general prices decline, producers now have to sell at a lower price. Then yeah. the, the lower price could mean that businesses are no longer going to break even like they used to do in their normal conditions, mm-hmm. because they could have produced at a high cost. Now they have to sell at a relatively high, at, no, at a relatively low price. So the break-even point might shift. And when they, and when they shift to, so normally business will resort to keeping the cost of production, and one way to do it is to retrench, and people could lose jobs, and also the, the economic growth could decline now that we are going to sell at a lesser price. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Economic growth, yeah, as well as an important point to uh, point out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great. Uh, all right. So, well, I'm just, uh, well, we, 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 okay, <laughs> we're gonna conclude now, right? We're gonna
1: conclude.
0: Okay. And, and um, you mentioned uh, a lot of important points regarding our economy. Um, and uh, right now, I wanna ask you if you think that the South African economy, as 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 low as it is now or as underperforming as it is now uh do you think that we will uh possibly um be or be as strong as when we were in the uh apartheid era or like just after cuz cuz uh i saw evidence that we uh during the 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 apartheid era there there are a lot of statistics that show that south africa was actually really strong and powerful right like gdp the gdp rates um employment rates um our national debt uh, our currency our currency was very strong uh but now everything has uh kind of collapsed so i'm asking do you think we will get to those levels again in the near future?
1: In the near future? no, Yeah, but yeah. We could get to, <laughs> to our strong levels. But you it's not it, going to be an easy ride. It's not going to be easy. Yeah, but it, do you, it, do you, it all depends on the yeah. need for. Structural reforms. The the economic system has to be restructured, and also the the education system has to be restructured.
0: So basically, things have to be
1: yeah. Like
0: we we have to go back to the drawing board.
1: Yeah, we are we are in a crisis at the moment, and it has exposed a lot of deficiencies and inequalities in the in the economy, and there have to be some solid restructuring and and that lies and that lies in the political environment. Uh, okay. All those, and all those we, things are subjected yeah. to political scrutiny. And we all know the instabilities and uncertainty in the political environment of our country.
0: Yeah that's that's yeah. very true.
1: Yeah so, but one so thing but... that we we have to do now. It's look at the education system. Is is it beneficial for the economy? Excuse me. Excuse the me. education system is it beneficial for for the economy?
0: Yeah, that's one of the things we have to look at.
1: And also, um, but, yeah. And also, like now, I was made aware that like students. Or learners in high school, they are no longer attending like they used to. They attend through the rotation system, like they attend twice a week. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: yeah so, I'm quite interested about what should learners do for the three days which they are not in in school.
0: Um, I think uh, they they uh they study. <laughs> <laughs> they, are they study.
1: I'm, oh, pretty sure they
0: tell, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they tell them to study. They definitely do tell them to study.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, whether they do study or not, uh, that's up to them. Well, that's, I think that's another topic we should address at a later stage. Yeah. So in conclusion, do you think that uh, there will be sacrifices to make if we actually do want to get back to that
1: level? yeah 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 that one yeah I believe or sacrifices have to be made, and specifically with the with our spending government spending, they should try to to decrease government spending because like the 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 minister of finance in the in the recent budget speech, I don't know if it's emergency or emergency budget speech, yeah something like that, he mentioned yeah. that. You mentioned that the South African government spent almost 40% on government salaries, on government workers' salaries. So that pushing Um. is too significant that the money should be channeled to other investment means so that we can generate employment for the future, for the future generation or the current youth unemployed. So we have to make sacrifices there. It's either we kept the the pension age, we decrease it to fifty at least now, which is currently at sixty. So if we decrease it to fifty, that could help in reducing the government bill.
0: Yeah, you know it's very difficult to tap into economics without really talking about politics. And uh, yeah. if some some if some party actually decides to actually implement that, then Chances are yeah. there will be a lot of resistance from other parties and people in general. You know, no one wants to get their money reduced. No pensioner, no pensioner wants to get their money chopped. No grant, uh, people wants to get their
1: money chopped. So it's it's yeah. it's, it's hard. That's exactly what 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 I was referring. to. Right? the the political environment is too unpredictable in the country, and that will go to the political appetite or the political will. Of the ruling party, and we yeah. all know that politicians operate at a at a shorter definition of the future. So all they care about is is winning the election. So they cannot impose that policy. That could negatively affect the outcome of the elections. Taking That's people's money, yeah. So it's not something which they will endorse fully.
0: Yeah, it made make sense because they're mm-hmm. always looking to win the next election. True. Well, yeah. um, with the, uh, that that's it. Um, uh, do you have any last words you'd like to uh, sh- sh- uh, say to my viewers?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> ah no, I I'm cool. I don't even know what you said. You. Yeah. It was great to join you, man. Yeah. It was yeah,
0: it was man. I, I don't I don't even know. Why I said viewers. The, these yeah. these are listeners. This is a podcast. Nah.
1: No. Yeah. Uh, just, all right.
0: No, thank you very much. Uh,
1: no, no. And no I'm, we I'm gonna go say something. something. I'm
0: gonna say something. All right. Please. I'm just going to. All right. uh that was. Um, and me, and uh, we were discussing everything economics, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. So, um, thank you very much for listening. This is Daniel, and you are tuned in to Daniel's journal entry. Find me on Twitter at Mr. Daniel Romeo on Instagram at Daniel and Romeo, and uh, we'll talk soon. Goodbye.